Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Canberra Football Show, episode 62, round 15 review. Joining me as always is Michael Georgeski. Michael, how's it going today? Yeah, good thanks Matt. Just keen to get into all the action that transpired over the weekend, some big results as there always is and you know we're here to break it down, so let's do it. Indeed, uh, let's uh, kick off with the MPL. You've got the first one. Yep, so first up we had... Tigers FC up against Gungahlin United. And this was probably the biggest result uh, of the weekend, Matt, in terms of MPL action. A very big win for Tigers in the context of their sort of recent struggles and the amazing form on the flip side that Gunners have been able to sort of produce over the last few months. And it was Borgner who scored uh, in the 12th minute Tanini in the second half to make it 2-0 in the 74th minute before Jeremy Haptomerium scored in the 90th minute there to grab a consolation goal for Gungahlin United. But like I said, huge win for Tigers, Matt. This is their first win in eight matches. So it's actually their first victory since they beat Belconnen on May 14th. So it was a long, long wait for for Tigers uh, in, in this one. And, you know, eventually they, they just kept sort of going at it. Uh, you know, they had sort of improved in the last few weeks. Obviously, there were a lot of draws uh, that, that they had sort of endured as well. But it, they, they come out on top in this game. And it, it's just a huge result when you consider the form that Gungal and United were in, like I mentioned at the top. You know, it has sort of big implications on the race for the top four uh, for Tigers. It, as you know, the result sort of puts them uh, in fifth place now. And, you know, it, it sort of gives them a claim to make a late little surge now to try and get into the top four with O'Connor Knights there sitting in fourth place. But you'll uh, get into that result in our next breakdown. That, you know, it, to open the scoring in this one, like I mentioned, it was Borgner scoring from a free kick, Matt. So it wasn't your traditional sort of free kick over the wall into the top corner. It was hit low. Uh, I think it may have caught the keeper a little bit surprised. And he was able to find the bottom corner, made it 1-0 in the 12th minute there. And, you know, Tanini's goal, I thought was a really good one as well in the second half there. Things were really sort of cagey. It's, you know, getting towards that latter stage in the second half. Tigers are doing everything they can to obviously, you know, extend their lead uh, to try and get a much needed three points. And that's what, Tanini was able to produce. It was a great ball over the top and he sort of just took it down on his chest, Matt, and, and went across goal there uh, to find the bottom corner across goal. And uh, from that moment onwards, you know, Gungarland's performance, you know, was only impacted further, uh, you know, when they were 2-0 down and then they obviously went down to 10 med following a red card there in the 83rd minute. And... Although Haptomerium, like I said, you know, he managed to score in the dying stages. It, it was obviously a little bit too late for them to salvage anything from the game. And it's a huge result for Tigers. And it sort of gives them, Matt, that slimmer of hope that they might be able to get into the finals, uh, especially after the result concerning O'Connor Knights this weekend. You know, Tigers are only four points off now in fifth place behind the fourth-placed O'Connor Knights. So it's going to come right down to the wire. And this result proved absolutely huge for them to try and 
you know, sneak their way in there. It certainly did. And it's one of those things where we've discussed all season. It's going to be just an absolute lightning end to the season for everybody. And it, like you said, it's going to come right down to the wire for several positions, not just uh, the top four. O'Connor do have that four-point cushion, um, but a lot can happen uh, till the end of the season. And yeah, and that also sort of leads into this game right now where it sets up some interesting uh, matches, especially for next week. Uh, West Canberra Wanderers 1-0 victory over O'Connor Knights. Uh, West Canberra were scored the only goal of the matchup through Lachlan Fields as he um, sort of uh, lost balance as he went down for that shot, but he went straight uh, for the shot nonetheless. And that, I guess, sort of that sort of helped because the momentum came through when he hit it. And when he hit it, it was an absolute belter in that bottom right corner. Um, it was in the 82nd minute, so right near the end of the game. Uh, overall, that was a relatively 50-50, pretty close matchup. Uh, Wanderers probably having more of the chances overall, uh, but there weren't heaps of clear-cut chances for this one um, with either side. A uh, huge victory for the Wanderers, though, as you can as you could see their elation after that goal and the elation at halftime, uh, sorry, at full time. I was there covering this one with Russ, and you could just see the elation of everybody. Uh, every Wanderers fan there and all the Wanderers volunteers there as well. This means they're only two points off Belconnen and have the opportunity to overtake them if they defeat Belconnen on the weekend. So while the weekend's game coming up does not have, it does not mean any, whoever doesn't win is going to get relegated, but it does sort of, it, you know, it does have huge implications in that regard. You know, while we still have seven or so rounds left, or six rounds left, actually. Um, it it really does sort of set up an interesting matchup and it does sort of have a lot of stakes at hand, despite the fact that we have quite a few rounds left. This will be West Canberra's first chance in quite a while, though, um, to try and get off the bottom of the table, uh, which, of course, will be huge for them in terms of relegation while we still have more matches, like we said, O'Connor probably have uh, had the best chance of the first half when uh, Connor Minot-Smith from deep went on a great dribbling run. Uh, Michael, we know he's uh, great at weaving in and out of players and he went for that bottom corner, but it went just wide. Uh, O'Connor was missing the likes of Michael Adams, Paquetti Manda and Patrick O'Rourke. Jake Wilson, though, got sent off in the second half just before uh, the end of the game he went in for a tackle and it was believed that he got a handball after the sort of it was the shot was sort of sorry the the kick was sort of over him um probably a little harsh from what i saw uh to get a straight red for that uh, it didn't seem like a noticeable handball from where i was standing however i'm sure the ref was in a better position but wilsoner uh, definitely wasn't happy with that. So he will miss next week's encounter, which obviously will be a big one for them as well, uh, being the O'Connor Derby. Uh, the visitors, though, have the gap between them and fifth place Tigers shortened to four points, like you mentioned before. It was seven originally. And as discussed last week, though, they still have that cushion and it's still in their hands for now. But naturally, when you're seven points up, that's obviously a better lead to have. And I guess for O'Connor, from what I saw anyway, having those some of those key players not there, uh, it sort of 
they have that chemistry, right? O'Connor have always had that chemistry in midfield and with ha- with, without having the likes of o- O'Rourke, Manda and Michael Adams there, just didn't, it seemed like that usual chemistry uh, wasn't uh, there for the Knights. So uh, they'll be hoping to get their full squad back soon because it's just all together. Uh, that's probably where O'Connor's greatest strength is, is in that, that chemistry. Next up, we have Canberra Olympic, Matt, who played host to Canberra Croatia, but it was the away side that were just far too good on this occasion, Matt. 5-1 winners, goals from, well, a hat-trick from Daniel Barak, uh, Dominici, Antoneski getting on the score sheet as well, and Popovich scoring for Canberra Olympic. In this one, a dominant performance from Canberra Croatia, you know, sees them, you know, take take their advantage, you know, take advantage, sorry, of Gungalan's uh, slip up against Tigers, which we'll uh, obviously get into uh, as well. Oh, sorry, that I've already mentioned at the top. <laughs> my, my mistake. And it now puts them six points clear at the top of the table, whereas there was a stage there where Gungahlin United were three points off Canberra Croatia. So there was always that thought in the back of your mind that if Canberra Croatia were to slip up and lose a game, that Gungahlin could capitalise and at least level the points in the standings, but it after the we found out that Gungalan had lost to Tigers, and obviously with Canberra Croatia picking up this win, it now puts them six points clear at the top of the table, sort of helping them stake their claim to be you know minor premiers uh, again when the regular season concludes. Uh, like I said, Matt, you know a hat trick from Barach, you know hi- highlighted just how good of a season he's actually having in the forward line, one of his best seasons. Uh, in recent memory, uh, for sure. And we all know that this was Olympics' first outing uh, after the news was announced early in the week, you know, that Russ touched on during commentary that, you know, former uh, coach Robbie Katnach had parted ways uh, with, with the club. Um, and I think there's a bit of a period there where Olympic have just got to sort of get used to a new, obviously a new face, a new way of playing and, uh, a new a new coach uh, with Oida at, at the helm. So they're going to have to try and figure things out quick though, Matt. Obviously, you know, there's six games left in the regular season and they're just sort of floating ab- above that relegation battle that, you know, we're, that we're going to be really accustomed to seeing over the next sort of few weeks, especially with, Olympic, uh, West Canberra and Belcon United. So they're going to all be fighting it out to try and stay in this league. And in terms of the actual match though, you know, I, th- I thought Canberra Croatia looked their fluid best, you know, by, you know, by scoring goals and taking their opportunities when they presented themselves. And I, I think that was highlighted when Matt, they were able to score three goals in the o- opening 18 minutes of play. You know, two of those were, were through Barrach and uh, Dominici scored the other. And I think it really showed how quickly they can punish teams when given the opportunity. And we've seen that numerous times this season, and that's why they're the best team in the competition. I, I thought that Olympic, you know, they, they managed to turn things around a little bit better in the second half, and that obviously resulted in Popovich scoring a, a bit of a consolation goal, if you if you call it that, uh, before obviously Barrach, uh, you know, scored a left-footed volley into the bottom corner to... Uh, cap off his hat-trick and and 5-1 victory for Canberra-Croatia in this one. Like I said, it's a good win for them. They 
they go six points clear at the top of the table for Olympic. They're going to have to try and bounce back fast next weekend. You know, they're only three points uh, above uh, West Canberra, I believe, in the standings, Matt. So plenty to play for, like I mentioned, between Olympic, Belconnen and, and Wodham, uh, West Canberra, sorry. And it's going to go down to the absolute wire, but pretty much what we expected from Canberra, Croatia, a professional performance and five goals uh, to go along uh, with it. What, what have you got uh, next up? Uh, yep, and just to touch on that, uh, the Olympic statement said um, technical director Oida will be stepping in in an interim basis until they get a, a full-time coach as well. Uh, just to clarify that, if no one saw the uh, the statement in that regard. Uh, next up, though, Monaro Panthers, uh, Ben Bassasilk and Kishta with the goals for the Panthers. Fayers and Green with and uh, Max Green with the goals for. Manar, sorry, for Belcon United. Calfas came up uh, off with a cramp. Uh, it seemed like a cramp in the first half. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. I haven't heard anything about it as well. Uh, obviously, Australia Cup midweek, he'll be one of the key players. Ben Bassa-Silk opened the scoring with a great shot from outside the box. A bullet, but uh, sort of low as well in the bottom corner. From a similar position, though, Emilio Kishta doubled it uh, minutes later with an absolute screamer from outside the box in the top corner. While they will be disappointed uh, to let a win slip, they do still gain a point on Garland as they are now three points off them in third place. Um, and for those two goals as well, Michael, the uh, when I was watching it anyway uh, it, from the stream, it just cut out. So uh, everyone had to go sort of go back and watch it because that for like 10 minutes there, it was nil-nil. We come in, it still says nil-nil on the thing, but Russ and uh, Forshaw are discussing the goals um, and then they obviously everyone was aware and they it was uh sort of rectified as we could go back and see it but yeah some technical issues there is uh, we missed two absolute screamers um if you're watching it from home uh despite going down in the first half though the blue devils did not throw in the towel they did not drop their heads a resilient comeback from them late in the second half uh before the goals momentum did skim the crossbar early in this in the second half chris fay is half the deficit in the 74th minute after a clearance from a cross came to him and he buried it past the keeper. Um, the second goal uh, came through after Luke Vallone was brought down in the box, which resulted in Max Green stepping up from the penalty spot and putting an absolute bullet, I have to say, in that top right corner. Uh, very, very well-taken penalty. One of the, probably the best-taken uh, penalties I've seen in quite a while is an absolute bullet in that top corner. Uh, important point, though, for Belconnen and uh, probably one of the best things as well to come from this result is the, the comeback, uh, Michael. Their, you know, their belief when it seemed like, uh, you know, they were down and out, they didn't, you know, they didn't throw in the towel and they made that comeback in the second half. Uh, like we mentioned before, the match next week will be absolutely crucial for the Wanderers as they have the chance to go five clear of them or if they lose though they will be overtaken and sit in last place by one point so despite heaps of um uh despite you know a few more rounds after this uh it will be all to play for and like we said regarding Monaro they do have that match against Sydney United huge game for them 7 30 p.m uh on Wednesday this uh so tomorrow as this is coming out uh, away match to Sydney United. So that's huge for them. First time in their history. Um, 
good luck to everyone involved. Uh, it's a huge moment for that club. Probably the biggest match Monaro's had uh, since the Inter-Monaro days where they were in the NSL facing the likes of Sydney United and Myconi and all the and Sydney Olympic and all those top clubs uh, in the NSL back in the 1980s. So good luck to them. Uh, it's such a big achievement for them. Uh, but like we said, regarding Belco, it's going to be huge for them uh, coming up and a good comeback from them. What are our fixtures for this weekend, Mike? Michael? Yeah, uh, our fixtures for round 16, Matt, we kick things off with West Canberra. Like we have discussed already, the crucial implications on this match. Yep. West Canberra up against Belconnen United, Saturday, 6th of August, 2.15 at Melrose Synthetic. So that'll be an absolute cracker given where both clubs currently sit and what a win would mean for either side. O'Connor Knights come up against Canberra Olympic also Saturday, August 6th, 3pm at O'Connor Enclosed. Canberra Croatia take on Tigers FC Saturday, August 6th, 5pm at Deakin Stadium there. So if you're done at either West Canberra or the O'Connorverse Olympic match, you can head over to Deakin Stadium for the 5pm kickoff. And then we finish things off with Gungahlin United looking to bounce back against the Monaro Panthers, who will go into this one fresh off their Australian Cup round of 32 match. And the match against Gungahlin will take place Sunday, August 7th, 3pm at AIS Grassfield 2. So they'll get a little bit of recovery time after that Australian Cup match. Matt? Onto MPLW. Let's kick things off. Certainly will. And we start with the Saturday offering, which was Belcon United 3, Tyrone United 0, Burridge, Matsis, and Backhouse with goals for the Blue Devils. Belco opened the scoring after 12 seconds due to a failed back pass from Tuggies, which was pounced on by Burridge as she neatly ran between the lines, between her markers, and squeezed it past the keeper. Uh, a nice ball over the top from Karen Clark found Tatum Matsis with her quick initiative and she placed it past the keeper. Uh, Captain Talia Backhouse struck a free kick pretty low from the bottom corner to gain the third and final goal. Another important victory for Belco as they now extend their lead over the Wanderers. Uh, and when I mean the Wanderers, I mean West Camp Wanderers here and solidify third place by 10 points. Uh, it was not the day uh, for Tuggies at McKellar. Saturday was the start, though, unfortunately for them, of some tough fixtures to come as they also take on Canberra Olympic and Canberra Croatia back-to-back after this. They still remain four points ahead of Wagga, though, and six uh, in seventh place. Um, but they do remain six points off CUA, who are in sixth after, if I'm not mistaken, they did have the catch-up game before this weekend against CUA, and CUA were victors in that one. So uh, they are a couple of wins off CUA in sixth. And next up, we've got Wagga City Wanderers, who were defeated by Canberra Olympic 4-0. Uh, Miro, Jaloka, Patulu, and Johnson getting on the score sheet there for the away side. Canberra Olympic... You know, they, they maintain their pressure on the tabletoppers, Canberra Croatia, with a dominant win in Wagga, Matt. Uh, I thought they did a fantastic job of showing off their pace in this match, you know, as they were able to, you know, cause Wagga problems in behind and take advantage of a rather high line that they were playing with. And I think that the second goal 
sort of really showed um well the the goal i think it was from miro um where the ball was sort of played in behind and then she was sort of just coming down the left flank and you could really see how high the line was in that instance because she had so much space to run into um once the three ball had been played and then all she had to do was you know bear down on goal and find the bottom corner which which she did emphatically so that was a great goal and I think Wagga, you know, they did a much better job after the 20th minute of the match, you know, where they found themselves, you know, a couple of goals down and they were able to, you know, put in a better performance, you know, which saw them actually create a few opportunities on goal throughout the match, which I'm sure they'll sort of take as a positive moving forward. Olympic, you know, they remain four points off the pace when uh, you compare them to Canberra Croatia, who are leading the league. You know, Canberra Croatia, though, they're just not giving them any real hints of a possible slip up, though, are they, Matt? And, you know, their form for most of this season for Olympic has been obviously really good. They, they came in with a lot of expectations given the additions that they had made to the squad. But, you know, they, they've got another beast in Canberra Croatia that they have to overcome. And, you know, it's going to be very, very tough for them to, you know, find themselves getting over that hurdle, but you never know what can happen sort of down the season, especially in, in finals, but they remain four points behind. And I guess over the sort of next six games, they've just got to hope that maybe Canberra Croatia is going to slip up. Uh, what have we got next, Matt? Next up, Gungala United, 5-1 victors over West Canberra Wanderers. Uh, Heyman with a hat-trick, Pennyfield with a goal, and Sharon Chow with a goal, Ginger Oliver with a goal for the Wanderers. Uh, Michelle Heyman took the headlines as she returned for the Gunners and scored a hat-trick in the process. All the goals, classic Michelle Heyman goals, beating beating her marker, being efficient in the box, uh, getting on the end of loose balls, reading the play well and uh, reading the through balls well. Um, uh, The Erica Pennyfield goal was probably the pick of the bunch for Bengali United, in my opinion as Nat DeMarco put a nice through ball to Erica Pennyfield as she lobbed it over the keeper into the back of the net. Uh, The Sharon Chow goal was also a nice piece of team play that started pretty much from uh, Gungarland's goal. They worked their passes through the Wanderers team and Sharon Chow was able to finish it off. Very, very, very important victory for Gungarland as this puts them three points closer to the Wanderers in their battle to make in, in their late battle to make the top four. Uh, so essentially uh, Wanderers are six points ahead of Gungahl United. And considering how big that gap was, you know, say a month ago, uh, Gungahl and are getting closer and closer despite it still being in the Wanderers hands. And once again, another great victory for Andrew Woodman, who in charge of Gungahl and, uh, He's really starting to turn this team around and uh, the confidence is clearly there. They're picking up victories. And um, like, despite the match, obviously, against uh, Olympic last week, which is always going to be difficult against the likes of Olympic and Croatia. But besides that, I'm pretty sure Andrew Woodman's won most of his games uh, that he's been in charge of Gungal. And so he's uh, really done a great job there and the confidence is flowing uh, from the rest of the team. Regarding the Wanderers, though, their goal came as Hattie Cram battled in the corner in the corner for the ball. Once she won it, whipped in a low cross to Ginger Oliver 
who cut back across her marker and buried it. Um, another goal for Ginger Oliver. She's been having an absolutely outstanding season, as is Hattie Cram, who got the assist there. Uh, despite the fact it was a consolation goal, by that point, it was still a good goal nonetheless. Uh, despite the loss, though, the Wanderers still have that six-point cushion, like I just mentioned, in fourth place uh, from their opponents on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately for the Wanderers, though, their form isn't what it was like at the start of the season. They are now winless in seven games. Uh, the first three of those seven games were draws, and most recently, uh, they have had four defeats in a row. So, unfortunately for the Wanderers and Ray Castro's side, their form, the form isn't looking in their favour at the moment. I guess it doesn't come at a good time with Gungahlin making their way back and and uh, coming at the heels of them. But the Wanderers do still have that six-point cushion and it is in their hands as it stands. Lastly, for MPLW, we've got Canberra United Academy who played host to Canberra, Croatia. A very tight encounter. 2-1 victory, though, for Canberra, Croatia. A double for Brittany Palombi and a goal from the Campley uh, for the CUA in the late in the second half there to get them a consolation goal. You know, yet another victory for the league-leading Canberra, Croatia, as I sort of briefly mentioned before, Matt. You know, they got off to the perfect start by finding, you know, Palombi finding the back of it in the opening minute uh, of play. Uh, you know, who unleashed a, a cracker from outside the box into the into the top corner, and you know it, it was so quick, Matt, that the that the cameraman couldn't keep up with it. So that just goes to show how how fast the the strike was that that came off her boot. I think CUA certainly made up for their shaky start. Uh, you know, they really gave it to Canberra Croatia before. Uh, you know, the away side converted from the penalty spot where Palombi was able to grab her second and Croatia's second goal of the match you know they did reward themselves though with an amazing strike from de Campley from outside the area to send a few nerves through the croatia players i'm sure you know given that it was in the 86th minute and there was still plenty of time there for them to at least salvage a draw but in the end it didn't happen and this result you know still means that camera croatia is top of the table by four points like we mentioned earlier when discussing Canberra Olympic who are in second and I also want to mention that Brittany Palombi played her 150th MPLW game so congratulations to her that's an amazing amazing achievement and a brace to celebrate it so you can't ask for too much more two goals on your 150th in a win as well so fantastic for not only Canberra Croatia but Brittany Palombi individually Matt what are the round 16 fixtures for MPLW? The games for this week and Belcon United against Gungahlin United, Saturday, August 6th, 3 p.m. at McKellar Park. A uh, very big game for Gungahlin United. Um, they have the opportunity to um, obviously help their race. Uh, they'll need Wanderers to uh, slip up as well. But if they can do their end, they put themselves in a good position uh, there, West Canberra Wanderers, CUA, Sunday, August 7th, 12.45 p.m. at Melrose Synthetic. Uh, once once again, big match for the Wanderers. They still have the cushion, but uh, considering their form, if they can get a win here, that would do. Um, that would really help them out in uh, both regards in terms of results and in uh, terms of the form as well. Uh, Canberra Olympic against Tugger United, Sunday, August 7th, 2.30 p.m. at O'Connor in 
closed and Canberra Croatia v Wagga City Wanderers Sunday, August 7th, 2.30 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. All right, next up is the CPL, Michael. Some big results here and you probably start with probably the biggest result of them all this weekend in the CPL. Yeah, most definitely, Matt. Wagga City, 4-3 winners over White Eagles. Goals from O'Chang, uh, he grabbed two and two goals from Kadzola as well for Eagles, Kagler, Booth and Lawrence Scott on the score sheet for the visiting outfit. You know, like you said, Matt, a great game, probably the result of the weekend, a seven goal thriller. You know, Wagga came, you know, from one nil down, uh, you know, to take the lead before half time through O'Chang. And, you know, what a great player he's been for Wagga uh, this season. You know, uh, you know, Wagga took the lead again, thanks to a brace from Kadzola to eventually seal the victory for his side. And, you know, they did concede late, but they held on for victory in what was an absolutely stellar game, Matt. And, you know, this victory, you know, is their fourth in a row. So they've picked up a head of steam and they're playing some very good football at the moment. And they remain in the top four, which is even more important as they look to secure a finals berth. So, you know, they're still, they're still fourth uh, due to the... Uh, goal difference uh, behind uh, ANU, but, you know, they extend their lead over Brindies who were just outside the top four by four points. So a vast improvement from their eight nil defeat to White Eagles back in round eight. It just goes to show how things can quickly change around Matt and Wagga have been playing some excellent football. You know, the confidence is flowing through this Wagga side at the moment and long may it continue if they, you know, continue to produce at this level. White Eagles, on the other hand, you know, uh, it's a, it's always a tough trip to Wagga. You know, they've done it many times in this competition. And I think this result will definitely hurt them. You know, they, they did have the upper hand over their op- opponents in the previous I- encounters, you know, winning, you know, the last two, which were, w- which were at home. And, you know, it, even though they were able to, you know, take the lead in this game uh, through Kagler, you know, which, which is, by the way, his 16th goal of the season as he's sitting joint, top of the goal scoring standings that's absolutely sensational that they've been able to you know have a player of his quality be able to find the back of the net on a consistent basis you know Booth's goal sent them level and then Lawrence's goal gave them a brief hope you know of a late comeback but it just wasn't meant to be overall very competitive match and you know the loss means White Eagles are still you know in sixth place they're only five points behind the top four so it's not all doom and gloom they still have a chance they're still some matches to be played and it is important to mention that they do have a game in hand, but it is against the very good Tuggeranong United outfit who are top of this competition. Matt, who do we have next? Next up is Queen City with a big victory 4-0 over the Brindabella Blues. Uh, Menza, Furege, Walker and Petrovsky with the goals. Queen got off to a romping start as they scored twice in the opening 16 minutes through those regular scorers. I just mentioned Michael Menza and Hus Furege. Uh, Walker and Petrovsky rounded off the scoring at 4-0 in the second half. A very, very good display from Queen as they look to keep pace with Tuggeranong before their big clash, with which will be coming up soon. They are currently... Yeah, like we said, they're currently four points off Tuggeranong at the moment. This fixture is also one that has given Queanbeyan quite some tough games recently against the Brindabella Blues. I believe it was a draw at one stage and then Queanbeyan won narrowly, I think, in the first one of the first rounds. I think it was the first round of the season. So to come out of that tough 
of this tough fixture uh, that has been like sort of a bogey team for them in that regard. Uh, to come out with a scoreline like this, uh, impressive display from Queen Bian at an important time of the season for them as they try to look for promotion. Uh, not the best day at the office for the Brindies as they fell by a hefty margin. Um, and considering the really recent form they've been in as well, it's not like they've been in um, poor form themselves. Uh, unfortunately for them, though, this uh, loss puts them four points behind the top four, like you mentioned, like we've uh, mentioned. Uh, when they were just, when literally they were, you know, only a couple of weeks ago, they were absolutely thriving with form. That just goes to show how competitive this league is, Michael, at the moment, and how every result matters in the CPL. Next up, Matt, uh, we have a cracking uh, game that was on display. ANU, uh, 2 1 winners, Matt, over Yulgali in this one. Hines on the score sheet, as well as Spears. And for Yulgali, it was Donadell, a familiar name there on the score sheet for Yulgali. Uh, Hines opened the scoring for ANU after a long ball uh, from there, you know, half was put over the top and then cut back to Hines. Uh, 30 minutes later, spot, uh, Spears, sorry, doubled the scoring with a neat header uh, off a corner. You know, they, they did have other chances as well in this matchup. It was it was a close match and, you know, the win was very, very important for ANU in terms of the context of the race, you know, for securing finals football. You know, they sit in third place, as we briefly mentioned before. You know, the goal difference uh, over Wagga keeps them in third at the moment. You know, they they both also extend their, their lead over Brindis in fifth, like we mentioned as well you know, by four points. So that will, you know, give them a little bit of, you know, comfort and leverage. And on the flip side, you know, Yulgali, you know, scored, you know, near the end of the match when they whipped in a nice cross for for a header for Donadell. You know, that, that was initially saved, sorry. Uh, and then the rebound was also saved. So a bit of chaos there before the ball ended up going in the back of the net from Donadell. You know, there was some confusion whether it crossed the line. Uh, it was it was called though, and Isaac Donadell, you know, was the scorer of that one. They they had their chances, but it just wasn't meant to be, Matt, in, in this game, you know, as it sometimes just proves to be when you when you play these games. And the loss means that, you know, the the Griffith base side, you know, are now 10 points off the top four. You know, the, their window is, you know, closing by the week for their chances to make the final series. Obviously, we never say never, but it is getting a little bit steep now that they find themselves with a double digit deficit to try and get into the top four uh matt what was our last matchup of the round for round 15 cpl our last matchup was the only sunday offering in cpl tugrung united six nil over western malonglo hislop with a hat trick walk with a brace and richards with a goal in typical tugrung fashion they began the game in a blitz scoring twice in the first 16 minutes through hislop and walker uh while hislop scored another before half time they added another three in the second half. Uh, two of them were through Hislop for his... Oh, sorry. One was, sorry. One was through Hislop for his hat trick. Walker uh, scored as well for his brace. And then Richards with the final goal of that second half and the game. Sam Walker's brace means he is now at 16 goals this season and is joint top scorer with White Eagles' Punyat Kagla. This victory also means that Tuggies regain their four-point gap at the top of the table over Queanbeyan and, of course, still have that match in hand 
against the Canberra White Eagles. Uh, so it, we're going to be coming, as you know, the rounds reduced, we are coming into quite uh, an exciting end for the CPL, especially with the other catch-up match. And there very well could be another catch-up match before the end of the season, even though the weather's been pretty good lately. So we'll see how that goes. Western are coming off a really good performance last week. Uh, Webby last week on this show said it was their best of the season as they went down to ANU. 2-1, unfortunately, they weren't able um, to replicate that uh, same performance against a very, you know, tough task to come up against top of the table, Tuggerong United. Unfortunately for Western, though, their first points of the season are still eluding them. Michael, what are our fixtures for next week's round of 16 CPL? Yeah, so first up, we've got Western Malongolo playing host to Wagga City Wanderers Saturday, August 6th, 2.15 at Woden Parking Closed. Following that is ANU up against Queanbeyan City, an absolute cracker. Matt, we know how important this one is. And that one will take place on Saturday, August 6th, 3.15 p.m. at ANU South Oval. Yulgali will tackle the league leaders, Tuggeranong United, Sunday, August 7th, 1.30 p.m. at Solomad Stadium there before the last game of the round is Canberra White Eagles versus Brindabella Blues Sunday, August 7th, 3 p.m. at Woden Park enclosed. So some cracking matchups this week, Matt, uh, across, you know, all the different leagues. And, you know, we'll be right back here again, sort of dissecting it all. And I'm sure there'll be plenty more sort of storylines to come out. Yeah, yeah, a lot to play for there in those matches. Uh, I think especially ANU and Cremian City and White Eagles and Brindies uh, stand out there. But in saying that, though, the other matches, of course, you've got Wagga. Uh, you've got Wagga who um, are in really good form. If they keep winning, they'll be staying in the top four. And then, of course, Ugali, while they're a little bit off, they're still, you know, mathematical chance to make the four. And then, of course, Tuggerong, uh, as we've said before, as they look to stay in top in that race for promotion. So there is so much going on there in the CPL. And as like as we mentioned, Monaro Panthers will be playing Sydney United tomorrow as this recording comes out, 7.30 p.m. over in Sydney. That will be on 10 play, I believe, in the Australia Cup, round 32. So uh, good luck to them as they represent the capital in the Premier Club competition that, you know, Merges uh, MPL sides and A League sides. Always and ex- always exciting, especially for the MPL sides. Uh, any last words before we head off, Michael? No, I think that should be a good game, though. You know, it's an exciting time to be, you know, a Canberra football fan, where we sort of just get behind our representative in the Australian Cup, and I certainly hope that Monaro can can do well in this on this stage that they've got themselves into, and. You know, I, I hope that, that they can at least, you know, if the result was to not go their way, their, their way sorry, that they at least put in a, a good performance where it raises some eyebrows and you never know who's watching. So we'll see. It's going to be a cracking game. Hopefully everyone can get behind them, seeing that they're representing the nation's capital and, you know, it'd be even better if they were able to get a victory and maybe go on a infamous run like we've seen from, you know, Canberra teams in years gone by, uh, most notably, obviously, Tuggeranong United back in 2014 and then um, Canberra Olympic in 2016. So it's been a little while since the Canberra team sort of 
built up a bit of steam in the Australian Cup. But you never know, it might happen again. And of course, Frank Kasher is no stranger to that, obviously yep. being that uh, being the coach for that Olympic side. And there's a few players in here that have also played in the Australia Cup for Manara. And like we said, this is their first time of the competition and it's probably their biggest match since uh, the 1980s when, in, when Inter Manara, as they were named then, were playing uh, along the likes of Sid- with the likes of Sydney United in the elite competition at that stage, which was the NSL, which they were there for two seasons. So like we said, best of luck to everyone there. All right, that is us for today. Heaps of great goals, heaps of great matches. There's lots of big matches coming up, uh, including that match midweek. So everybody enjoy your football. There are plenty of options. Have a good one.